No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Solomon dedicates the temple by praying that the Lord's eyes will always be open and his ears attentive to the prayers made in it. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Chronicles chapter 6 on Simply the Bible. You know, one of the most necessary things is prayer, and prayer can be very powerful. So one of the best Bible studies I think we can look at is to do a study of the prayers of the Bible that get answered. And we have such a prayer here. In fact, it would get answered by fire from heaven. We're in 2 Chronicles chapter 6, verse 12, and this is Solomon's prayer of dedication for the temple that he had just completed. Then Solomon stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the assembly of Israel and spread out his hands. For Solomon had made a bronze platform seven and a half feet long, seven and a half feet wide, and four and a half feet high, and had set it in the midst of the court. And he stood on it, knelt down on his knees before all the assembly of Israel and spread out his hands toward heaven. So try to picture this. There is uh, the altar, the bronze altar, where they would offer the sacrifices. But in front of this was a platform where Solomon stood. And then he kneeled, probably with his back to the people and his face toward the temple. And he raised his hands. And so then the kneeling, showing that symbol of just submission to God, and then the Raising of the hands, the universal act of, of surrender and, and dependency upon the Lord. And he said, Lord God of Israel, there is no God in heaven or on earth like you who keep your covenant and mercy with your servants who walk before you with all their hearts. You have kept what you promised your servant David, my father. You have both spoken with your mouth and fulfilled it with your hand as it is this day. Now keep in mind, in Solomon's day, every nation had a multiplicity of gods. But Solomon said, there's no God like you. You are the creator of the heavens and the earth. But this is what you do. All of these other gods are lifeless idols. But you speak with your mouth, and then you fulfill what you say with your hand. There's no God like you. Therefore, Lord God of Israel, now keep what you promised your servant David, my father, saying, you shall not fail to have a man sit before me on the throne of Israel, only if your sons take heed to their way that they walk in my law as you have walked before me. And now, O Lord God of Israel, let your word come true, which you have spoken to your servant David. So Solomon reminds the Lord of his promise. This is always a good thing to do in prayer. What God has said, you promised David that he would have a descendant on the throne if he walked in your law. So here I am. So let your word come true. But will God indeed dwell with men on earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain you. How much less this temple which I have built. Solomon knew as glorious as this temple was that God was omnipresent. He couldn't be 
boxed in with a temple. But the point was is that he wanted God to keep his eyes open upon this place. Yet regard the prayer of your servant and his supplication. O Lord my God, and listen to the cry and the prayer which your servant is praying before you, that your eyes may be open toward this temple, day and night toward the place where you said you would put your name, that you may hear the prayer which your servant makes toward this place. And you may hear the supplications of your servant and of your people Israel when they pray toward this place, hear from heaven, your dwelling place, and when you hear, forgive. So God is in heaven, but this would be the place. Solomon said that, your eyes will be on it. Your ears will be open. And whether they pray from here or whether they're gone and they just look toward this temple and pray, either way, hear their prayer. And when you hear, forgive. Now, he said, if anyone sins against his neighbor and is forced to take an oath and comes and takes an oath before your altar in this temple, then hear from heaven and act and judge your servants bringing retribution on the wicked by bringing his way on his own head and justifying the righteous by giving him according to his righteousness. Now, Solomon was wise, but even Solomon understood it's not always easy to know who's guilty and who's innocent. And so there would be these cases where a neighbor had something stolen and he blamed his neighbor and his neighbor said, look, I didn't do it. Well, he would come and take an oath before the Lord. And so Solomon was saying, God, you judge Rightly, you know what's really happened. And so you judge between servants and justify the righteous and bring retribution upon the wicked. Or if your people, Israel, are defeated before an enemy because they have sinned against you and return and confess your name and pray and make supplication before you in this temple, then hear from heaven and forgive the sin of your people Israel and bring them back to the land which you gave to them and their fathers. Now, throughout the period of the judges, this would happen where Israel would be defeated by their enemies. And so Solomon is saying, look, if that happens because of their sins and they confess, they confess you as Lord and they pray in this temple, then hear and forgive them and then bring them back from wherever they've been driven. As a result, when the heavens are shut up and there is no rain because they have sinned against you, when they pray toward this place and confess your name and turn from their sin because you afflict them, then hear in heaven and forgive the sin of your servants, your people Israel, that you may teach them the good way in which they should walk and send rain on your land, which you have given to your people as an inheritance. And so when the heavens are shut up, when there's a drought, you know, a lot of times we want to blame everything else. We might blame climate change or whatever, carbon dioxide emissions, whatever. But could it be that God is actually bringing the drought because uh, the people had sinned against him? That's what God did uh, when the people did sin. And so when that happens and they pray and they confess your name and they turn from their sin, then hear their prayers and forgive them and teach them the right way they should go, the right things they should do, and then send the rain. When there is famine in the land, pestilence or blight or mildew, locusts or grasshoppers, when their enemies besiege them in the land of their cities, whatever plague, 
or whatever sickness there is. Whatever prayer, whatever supplication is made by anyone or by all your people, Israel, when each one knows his own burden and his own grief and spreads out his hands to this temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place and forgive and give to everyone according to all his ways, whose heart you know, for you alone know the hearts of the sons of men, that they may fear you to walk in your ways as long as they live in the land which you gave to our fathers. So if there's famine or pestilence or the enemy besieges them in their cities or there's a plague, when they know their burden and their grief, that's interesting. Knowing your burden, sin is a great burden to bear. And when you become aware of it, you stop the blame game and you say, I know this is happening because of my sin. Now I'm bearing the grief of guilt. And when they come to that point, and they confess your name, they confess their sins, they spread their hands to God toward this place, they pray toward this place, then hear from heaven and forgive. For you alone know the hearts. God would know if they were sincere or not. You know, we think we know people's hearts. We think we know their motives, why they do things. We don't know what their heart is, but God does. God knows your heart. God knows my heart. He knows everybody's heart. So Lord, you know the heart. So then when you see that they are sincere, in their repentance, and their confession, then forgive their sins so that they may walk in your ways. Moreover, concerning a foreigner who is not of your people Israel, but has come from a far country for the sake of your great name and your mighty hand and your outstretched arm, when they come and pray in this temple, then hear from heaven your dwelling place, and do according to all for which the foreigner calls to you, that all peoples of the earth may know your name and fear you, as do your people Israel, and that they may know that this temple which I have built is called by your name. And so the temple was to be a place where all of the Gentiles would hear about this God of Israel, this mighty God, the single God, and come and worship him and that this would be a light to the Gentiles. And so Solomon's prayer is, when they come, when the nations come and they seek you out, then hear their prayer. Reveal yourself to them that they may fear your name as do the people of Israel. When your people go out to battle against their enemies, wherever you send them, and when they pray to you toward this city which you have chosen in the temple, which I have built for your name, then hear from heaven their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause. And so here when they would go out into the battlefield that maybe they begin to lose. And so they look back toward Jerusalem and they pray toward this temple. Then remember them, hear their prayer, Lord, maintain their cause, help them be victorious. When they sin against you, for there is no one who does not sin, and you become angry with them and deliver them to the enemy, and they take them captive to a land far or near, Yet when they come to themselves in the land where they were carried captive and repent and make supplication to you in the land of their captivity, saying, we have sinned, we have done wrong and have committed wickedness. And when they return to you with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, where they have been carried captive and pray toward this land which you gave to their fathers, the city which you have chosen and toward the temple which I have built for your name, then hear from heaven your dwelling place, their prayer and their supplications and maintain their cause and forgive your people who have sinned against you 
It's interesting, he says, when they sin, not if. And then he says, for there's no one who does not sin. And that's the thing. We can come to God as sinners because there's no one who does not sin. But he foresaw when they would be taken captives in a foreign land because of their sins. And he says, when they come to themselves, when they come to their senses and they repent and they confess and they wholeheartedly return to you and they pray toward this temple, then hear them, maintain their cause, forgive them, restore them. Now, my God, I pray, let your eyes be open and let your ears be attentive to the prayer made in this place. Now, therefore, arise, O Lord God, to your resting place. You and the ark of your strength, let your priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation and let your saints rejoice in goodness. O Lord God, do not turn away the face of your anointed. I think that's Solomon, the anointed king. And remember the mercies of your servant, David. For us today, there is no more temple, but there is the temple of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one to whom we come to in order to meet with God. As Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Would you call upon his name, knowing that as you do, God hears your prayers, and he will forgive as you confess your sins. And if you return to him with your whole heart, he will forgive and he will restore and give you a new life. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see where Solomon dedicates the temple and fire comes down from heaven. Then the Lord promises to choose the temple on one condition. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.